Okay, so our next topic here in social psychology is um, uh, things related to aggression and altruism. Uh, aggression being behavior that's intended to harm somebody. So notice not all violence, but um, uh, but specifically intending to harm somebody. Uh, and altruism, behavior that's in specifically intending to help somebody. Uh, typically, when people use the term altruism, they're referring to helping others without any um, expectation that um, that you're going to get anything back for that. So uh, without any uh, apparent reward or anything like that. Um, um, <laughs> And um, so, um, so being good just for the sake of being good, in a sense, right? Let's look first at aggression, uh, how people harm one another. Um, uh, let's see. Um, of course, there's a lot of interest in why people would intend to harm other people um, and why people would act out in violence and anger toward other people. Um, uh, we know some things about uh, what, uh, what leads to aggressive behaviors. There are some um, biological influences on aggression, uh, some particularly sex hormone issues. Uh, testosterone levels are linked to levels of... Um, uh, physical aggression. Uh, that is, the more uh, high a person's testosterone level is, the more likely they are to act out with physical aggression. Um, this, um, there may be an evolutionary uh, reason for this. That, um, that some, you know, that aggression has been selected for in populations uh, over time. In that, um, uh, if you are aggressive, you may be more likely to survive and more likely to reproduce. And so, what it may come down to is that all of us now who don't really need as much aggression as we might have once uh, uh, needed, or our ancestors might have once needed, um, we've uh, in inherited some of those traits, and so we may be more aggressive now because they needed to be more aggressive in the past, um, uh, and we don't need that as much anymore. Uh, but um, let's see, uh, aggression, uh, notice when I said that um, um, that male people tend to be more physically aggressive. Uh, if we open up aggression to not just physical aggression, but also relational and interpersonal aggression, we actually don't find any differences, any sex differences there, that um, male people and female people tend to be just as aggressive. However, if we're looking um, more specifically at uh, physically uh, being aggressive, we do see that males are uh, more likely to engage in those kind of behaviors. Uh, one very old theory of aggression um, is the um, frustration-aggression hypothesis, and this is looking at the impact of a particular situation. And, it, and the frustration-aggression hypothesis basically would propose that aggression is the result of being frustrated. Now, let me be clear about what that means. Um, that would mean that somebody is intending to do something. They're trying to move in a certain direction to do something. And something essentially blocks them from doing that. Something thwarts their, uh, their ability to continue doing that. Um, they are, this person is, is, in a sense, frustrated from reaching whatever it is their goal is. And, um, and this hypothesis would say that that would lead the person to behave aggressively, um, largely in order to try to get rid of this um, that um, uh, the barrier that would keep them from getting where they're going or what they wanted. All right. Um, now uh, you can probably think of examples of where people have been aggressive due to frustration, and um, you know if you think of things related to like. Um, uh, Road rage. Road rage would probably be a good example where um, where a person is um, you know frustrated by another driver's actions uh, and uh, is liable to become aggressive. Um, this hypothesis would say that just about all, or maybe even all, uh, aggression is the result of some kind of frustration of some kind. Um, <clears throat> 
Uh, and, um, and so if you see aspects of aggression uh, in folks, um, you know, look for what kind of goal is being thwarted. Look for, you know, in what way is that person being frustrated in some way. Um, now, this hypothesis doesn't seem to actually uh, capture all kinds of aggression, but um, but it is very useful for looking at a lot of different kinds of things and, and helping to predict what kinds of situations are liable to lead people to be more likely to behave aggressively. Right? Um, let's see, uh, there are also social, social and cultural uh, influences on aggression. Um, you've probably heard the idea that there are some societies and cultures that are more aggressive than others, uh, and, um, and even rates of um, violence and uh, crimes and things like that can vary greatly depending upon society and culture. And um, one thing that's been implicated here is the idea of a culture of honor uh, as being uh, something that would predispose a culture to being more aggressive or predispose the members of that culture for being more aggressive. Now, the term a culture of honor probably sounds like a good thing. Honor is a good thing. Um, but essentially, this is um, this is often leading to problems with um, with aggressive kinds of behaviors. The idea here is that um, uh, in a culture of honor is that if one's personal or family honor is uh, attacked in some way, that, that someone needs to respond to that uh, and perhaps even needs to respond to that physically. So this would sort of be the idea that, you know, if somebody uh, says something bad about you or your family, that you can't just let that be out there. Uh, you have to do something about it. Often you have to, um, you know, respond, maybe even with anger. Uh, you know, somebody says, your mama's so fat, she had to get uh, baptized at SeaWorld or whatever. <laughs> um, and you're like, no, you can't say that. You can't say that about my mama and want to respond with, um, with violence or anger, right? Um, uh, notice there's a mismatch there just because somebody says something that's insulting, um, you know, in a culture of honor, it often raises to the level of you have to respond to that with violence. Um, this, by the way, is something that comes up a lot in uh, doing anger management uh, treatment for folks. Uh, anger management is something that comes up a lot in psychotherapy, and a lot of people have difficulty with anger management. And and many times it comes down to these ideas of a culture of honor that um, that somebody will say that uh, they became angry because somebody said something, and I just can't let that remain out there. In a sense, I have to do something about it. And that belief that I have to do something about it is related to this idea of a culture of honor. Whereas actually, uh, somebody just saying something about your mama doesn't change anything about your mama, right? By the way, your mom's really a nice lady, and she loves you very much. I didn't mean that thing I said before about her. Um, but the um, uh, this culture of honor, of course, can go into uh, broader things, too. You've probably heard of uh, cultures where honor killings are a thing, where if somebody is seen as uh, dishonoring their family in some way, uh, that they could be killed by members of their own family in order to um, uh, try to maintain that on that sense of honor, right? So even though the, the term a culture of honor might sound like something good, it leads to a lot of problems uh, with regard to um, aggression and uh, violence. Um, your textbook gives some research that would seem to indicate that um, that this culture of honor is uh, is more related to Southern culture in the United States than Northern culture. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think uh, American culture is fairly strongly an honor culture, uh, and um, and people will fight you if they say if you say something they don't like. Um, well, it's just words, right? Uh, but. Uh, uh, if we move on to um, uh, altruism, 
Uh, altruism is when people help other people. Um, uh, and um, there, are, there are some philosophical positions that would say that altruism really doesn't exist at all. Uh, that would say that in some way, when people do something to help other people, you know, whether that's helping somebody who's broken down on the side of the road, or uh, somebody who's fallen and hurt themselves or something, even though there's no reason for you to necessarily help them, um, some people would say that, um, that you're still expecting some kind of reward, or that, um, that you would uh, maybe feel guilty if you didn't help that person, and so you're avoiding feeling guilty or something like that. Um, and so there are, as I say, there are some philosophical positions which, which would say that we really don't do things truly altruistically, that we almost always believe that there's something in it for us. Um, uh, but that's, you know, that's a that's one position. That's not necessarily uh, what's true. People do uh, seem to do things a lot of times that would involve uh, self-sacrifice, risk to themselves, even dying for somebody else. Uh, and these would seem to be, um, seem to meet the definition of altruism, right? Uh, that doing good with no apparent reward. Um, here also there's an evolutionary theory of uh, altruism um, that would say that um, that while for a lot of uh, evolution evolutionary theory we kind of look at it in terms of uh, helping the individual to survive and reproduce, ultimately the um, the job our job in in uh, evolutionarily speaking is to help our family line survive and reproduce so that it may be in our own best interest to sacrifice ourselves for other people who share our genetics uh, so that um, you know for a parent to die rather than their child dying so a parent giving themselves up for death so that uh, their child can survive uh, you know is altruistic um, but evolutionarily speaking it allows their their family line to continue on, right? And so um, evolutionarily, um, uh, there is some suspicion that, um, that people may be helping others in some way to help themselves uh, on a grand evolutionary scale. Um, now, um, now, there may be something to that, but that would really only apply if we're talking about uh, sacrifice for other people in our family line and close relatives. And, uh, you know, certainly we see people doing altruistic things um, and self-sacrificing things uh, with no apparent need for, um, or apparent um, uh, motivation for a reward. Uh, on my slide here, uh, I've got some stuff about bystander apathy, but I believe I already talked about that under uh, situational influence. And so, um, must have moved that topic around and didn't take it out of this slide here. Uh, so, aggression and altruism.